Lima Mike 2933 can make a right turn to start to descend. You have a traffic only one mile below you. I need to land immediately. Captain, I need you to lower your altitude. You have to turn right to start to descend. That's a negative, ma'am. We are already performing the descent and we are already in the locator. The plane is in total failure, electrical failure, out of fuel. You are 0.1 mile from the head of the Rio Negro. I don't have your altitude. Vectors! We need vectors! What is our altitude now? Jesus! 2933 Position Samia Today we are going to talk about the tragedy that shook the world of football on November 2016. A Brazilian football team, Chapecoense Football Club, was flying to Colombia to play the biggest match in its history. But their dream turned into a nightmare when the plane they were traveling in crashed, killing 71 people, including most of the team and staff. But six people survived, and the investigation about this accident make us think that it could be avoided, because some people didn't follow some aviation rules. Hello everyone, I hope you are doing all right. I'm Fabio Carvalho, and this is the Mystery Archive Project. Follow us on the streaming platform you are listening to now to receive notification whenever a new episode comes out. To see the photos of this case, just follow us on Instagram at mystery underscore archive or on our YouTube channel. Now, let's have a good look in today's case. On November 28, 2016, the Brazilian team from Associação Chapecoense de Futebol was traveling by airplane to the final game of the South America Cup 2016 against Atlético Nacional in Medellín, Colombia. The route was taken in two stages, a commercial flight by Bolivian airline BOA departing Guarulhos at 3.15 p.m. Brazilian time and arriving in Santa Cruz de la Sierra, Bolivia, three hours later, and the final leg to Medellin, Colombia, would be carried out on a private flight chartered by the company La Mia. La Mia, Linea Aérea Meridenia Internacional de Aviación, was founded in 2010 and was headed by Venezuelan economist Ricardo Albacet. Before working in the air transport field, Ricardo already had companies in the metallurgical and oil sectors. He was also previously brought to court over a case in the Supreme Court of Venezuela for alleged fraud. After some internal problems at La Mia, the company underwent a restructuring and started to operate under the name Linea Aérea Margarita, and they did so in a way that allowed them to keep the same logos and international badges from the old company. They also added flights to various cities around the world, including Miami and Boston in the United States. The new company restarted its activities, offering prices far below the competition, values up to 40% cheaper. 
Lamia quickly specialized in transporting football teams across the continent, and it was in this situation that they carried the Brazilian team in 2016. However, the team unfortunately never reached the destination, because with only 15 kilometers left to reach the airport, the aircraft collided in one of the mountains of Medellin. The aircraft was being piloted by Captain Miguel Quiroga. According to Remy Ferreira, Bolivian Minister of Defense, Miguel Quiroga already had a very serious fault in his records for having abandoned the services of the Air Force. He had a pending trial and even a warrant for his arrest. Although all communication between the aircraft and the control tower was done in Spanish, you will now hear a transcription in English, produced by Mystery Archive, of the conversation between the aircraft and the control tower, recorded by the ground base, minutes before the accident. Requesting priority to approach because of a fuel problem. You are requesting priority landing due to a fuel problem, correct? Affirmative. Okay. I will give you the vectors to locate and approach in seven minutes. Stay in course and wait to start the descent. Lima Mike 2933, requesting permission to approach. Right. I have a plan below you that is trying to approach and also the runway is undergoing review. How long do you have to stay in there? I have a fuel emergency. That's why I'm urgently asking for landing authorization. I need to descend immediately. Lima Mike 2933 can make a right turn to start to descend. You have a traffic only one mile below you. I need to land immediately. Captain, I need you to lower your altitude. You have to turn right to start to descend. That's a negative, ma'am. We are already performing the descent and we are already in the locator. The plane is in total failure. Electrical failure, out of fuel. The track is clear and operable. It's raining. Firefighters were called. Vectors, ma'am. I need the track vectors. I don't have your radio signal. It's lost. We're going 360. 360. Turn left 010. Head to the head of the Rio Negro. You are 0.1 mile from the head of the Rio Negro. I don't have your altitude. Vectors! We need vectors! What is our altitude now? Jesus! 2933. Position? Samia? On December 26, 28 days after the accident, Aerocivil Colombia Special Administrative Civil Aeronautics Unit presented the preliminary report. The aircraft suffered a total lack of fuel. It was completely destroyed and the damage indicated that there was no chance of survival for most of the occupants. The Colombian Aeronautical Authority completed the final report on August 16, 2017, but it was not until April 2018 that they released the information. 
adding that the final report was not intended to name culprits so that they could be punished, but only to clarify the circumstances of the accident. The reports added that the company Lamia was not acting with international policies and that it regularly flew with very low fuel levels. According to the aircraft manufacturer, the flight range was 2,965 km at a speed of 720 km per hour, and the distance to be covered was 2,975 km, 10 km more, so a stopover for refueling was mandatory. 40 minutes before the accident, the fuel emergency light had already turned on. The crew, at this point, should have reported the situation to the control tower and made an emergency landing at the nearest airport, which in this case would have been Bogota, just 142 kilometers away, which would have been enough for a safe landing. However, the declaration of an emergency situation was informed only near the destination airport, just 3 minutes and 15 seconds before the accident. According to parallel investigations, Lamia's situation was also precarious financially. Many of its employees were in areas of payments. AON the company responsible for covering compensations to the families of those killed in the accident, refused to pay the policies on the grounds that the aircraft did not meet the minimal protocol requirements and that human decisions diverging from the guidelines resulted in the accident. At a hearing held in 2020, Ricardo Albacete, Lamia's owner, blamed the flight controller at Rio Negro Airport in Colombia, Yanet Molina. He said she favored another aircraft even after Lamia's crew asked for priority to land because of field problems. He acknowledges that the aircraft was low in field at the time of the accident, but, according to him, the range was sufficient to cover the distance between Santa Cruz de la Sierra and Medellin. Despite this, the businessman assesses that the crew did not exactly comply with aviation rules, since there was no safety margin to face emergency situations. He said, quote, It was low off field. Unfortunately, they didn't follow the rules. The crew were audacious. That day, they act like idiots. But this plane when it was at 16,000 feet in altitude, could arrive, fly over the runaway, and take a flight reconnaissance loop. The other plan had also asked for priority, but it wasn't an emergency. The crew did not insist enough with air control. They continued to wait for some minutes. Mrs. Yannette Molina is the one who killed them. Unquote. In September 2021, the Brazilian Federal Police arrested Celia Castedo Monasterio, the controller responsible for analyzing and approving the flight plan. 
She stated that it was her responsibility to forward the flight plan and that she had no authority to stop the takeoff, even identifying the errors. She also said that she communicated more than once to a dispatcher and the pilot of the plane about the lack of autonomy of the aircraft to fulfill the route, but she was told that the company had authorization from the General Directorate of Civil Aviation. In March 2022, she received the right to leave prison to await trial in freedom. Of the 77 occupants of the aircraft, 71 died and only six survived. They are Jackson Fullman. Due to the accident, he had a part of his right leg amputated, which prevented him from pursuing a football career. However, he became a singer and won the Brazilian version of the pop star program in 2019. Neto, the former defender tried to play football again after the accident, but he couldn't stand the pain, and officially announced his retirement from the game in December 2019. Alan Ruscio, the only one who still follows a playing career. Ximena Suarez, the flight attendant. She was unable to fly again for more than a year and even worked as a model during this period, but in 2019, she tried to resume her old profession, but this only lasted a few months and she decided to stop working the area for good. Erwin Tumuri, an aviation technician, he was the aircraft's mechanic. In March 2021, he was involved in another accident, this time on a bus which overturned and fell into a ravine, killing 21 people. But again, he was one of the survivors. And Rafael Henzel, journalist and narrator. Unfortunately, in March 2019, at the age of 45, he died after suffering a heart attack while playing soccer with friends. The case has not yet reached a conclusion and many hearings may still take place until the responsible person or persons are identified. Well, guys, that was today's case. Share this episode with your friends and help our channel grow. To see the photos of this case, just follow us on Instagram at mystery underscore archive or on our YouTube channel. I see you in the next case. Prepare-se para mergulhar no mundo sombrio e fascinante dos crimes reais. O podcast Composição de um Crime vai te deixar vidrado do início ao fim com uma experiência única, onde os detalhes mais obscuros sobre assassinatos, conspirações e serial killers ganham vida. Se você, assim como eu, adora histórias intrigantes de crimes reais e busca desvendar os segredos por trás dos crimes mais complexos, esse é o podcast que vai te viciar. Composição de um crime está em todas as plataformas de áudio. Escolha a sua e dê o play.